The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, Giants fans. Welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Use podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. This is your Tuesday, June 2nd show. And I thought that what we would do today with the calendar heading into June, the uh, quote-unquote roster building season, you know, mostly done with uh, with free agency with the draft, with all of that, you know, well into our rearview mirror. We're sort of headed into the summer months and we're headed into that time when when some smaller roster moves might get made. I thought what we would do today is talk about a handful of the the useful free agents who are still out there who might help your New York Giants and you know fill a couple of, of positions of need and, and here to help me uh you know, go through some of that is a big blue view contributor, Nick Filato. Nick, thanks for joining me. How you doing? I'm doing great, Ed. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, no problem, no problem. You know, folks, uh, folks get tired of hearing me just talk to myself. So, uh, you know, it's always better to have a guest. Oh, why would they get tired of hearing you just go on, my man? I I really don't know, to be <laughs> honest with you, Nick. I really don't know, but you know, maybe it's just that I don't like talking to myself either. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Well, here we are. Let's do this, my man. Yes, let's do it. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, There are a few positions that the Giants haven't addressed. You know, we know what they did in free agency with the big moves, signing Blake Martinez, signing James Bradbury, adding Kyler Fackrell to, to hopefully help the pass rush. We know what they concentrated on in the draft with uh, offensive tackles, with so many linebackers, you know, drafted in in the back half of the draft. But there are still questions, obviously, you know, on a team that won only four games a year ago, still things that that need to get done or you'd like to see done. And I always remind people, and, and you know, I, I'm sure that, that you agree with this, but I always remind people that 
that you just can't fill every single need, especially on a four-win team. You can't fix every problem and fill every need in one offseason, but we can try. We could certainly try. It was definitely hard this offseason, though, with all the holes. I think Gettleman did a, a solid job replenishing the roster, but there's definitely still some, I would say, positions that I'm a little concerned with going into the 2020 season. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball, Nick. And one of those positions for me, I think one of those positions for everyone has to be the center spot. And, you know, I get, uh, I, I get hammered at big blue view every time I write the name, John Halapio. And, and, and the fact of the matter is that as much as the giants, specifically general manager, Dave Gettleman, continue to talk about John Halapio, even though he's not on the roster, he's rehabbing the Achilles tendon injury. It, it, you know, Gettleman continues to talk about him as an option. I, I think it's only fair and it's only accurate that we continue to uh, to mention, you know, the possibility of, of re-signing Halapio to compete, you know, a, as a realistic possibility. I don't think that's unreasonable whatsoever. I mean, you look at the Giants' center position right now, and you look at their depth chart, and the only name there is Spencer Pulley. Now, of course, the Giants and Giant fans are hoping that they can cross-train someone like Shane Lemieux or even Kyle Murphy to possibly play that center position, but it seems a little bit premature given this truncated offseason that they could step in and play offensive center since they don't have that much experience. Lemieux has none. Murphy has a little bit of experience doing so. So you really are just looking at Spencer Pulley, and if something were to happen to Pulley, then you don't really know exactly what is going to happen. Jalapeo, he's rehabbing this Achilles injury. You know, He's posting on Twitter about how he's coming along nicely. So I think that's a wise person to bring up. And you look at the rest of the center position, the guys that are available, it's a lot of older individuals and guys that didn't necessarily work out on their 2019 teams. A player like Ryan Khalil with the Jets didn't necessarily work out. You got Justin Britt with Seattle. I want to say he dealt with some injuries and now he's a free agent. And you only have, what, 16, around 16 million in cap space. So you don't have that much money to really navigate or work with. Granted, you can, you know, move some money here, move some money there, create some cap space, but there's not that many names out there that really kind of jump out at you for center. Tony Bergstrom from Washington, he's 34 years old now. He was there last year and he played, I want to say, at a solid level, but still, you know, he's getting long in the tooth, Ed, getting long in the tooth. So it's kind of hard to know what the Giants are going to do. That center position is one that definitely concerns me. And I would love for these, for Murphy or Lemieux to really step up here, but when are they going to be on the field in training camp taking live reps? That's still an unknown too. So there's a lot that kind of goes into it. Yeah, the only the only you know free agent name that really appeals to me at all that really interests me is is Justin Britt because if he's healthy, I look at him and I think that that he's probably a better player. I will say this: at least has a better resume than either John Halapio or Spencer Pulley. So for me, he would be the only one on the market that that uh, that I would be really interested in. The one name you didn't mention as a center possibility is Nick Gates. And again, like like Lemieux and like Murphy, you know, the undrafted free agent, you know, who you mentioned, the issue there is is that you're in a truncated offseason. We don't know how many reps these guys are going to get. We don't know what training camp is going to look like. 
know, how often these guys are going to get on the field. You're talking about a kid who maybe has practiced there a little bit, but he's never played center live. So I like the idea of Gates. I just don't know if it's realistic because he's never taken live snaps there. Nick Gates, I really love his story and I love his positional versatility. But if you go back and you watch the Dolphins game going up against Christian Wilkins, who was a first round pick by the Dolphins coming out of Clemson, a teammate of Dexter Lawrence, he struggled significantly at the point of attack with his strength. And it was a real problem for that Giants rushing attack in the Miami Dolphins game. And that's somewhat concerning. And that's kind of my knock on Gates is he needs to get a little bit stronger at the point of attack. So I like the idea, and I think, yes, I definitely should have grouped him into the Lemieux-Kyle Murphy cross-training New York Giants. He definitely fits that, but we're still just not 100% sure. That center spot, like I said before, man, that's the that's the one where it's like we need one of these players to really step up. We need Spencer Pulley to step up. You go back to his 2018 tape, it wasn't really terrible. And then 2019, in his limited, very brief appearance with the New York Giants, it wasn't necessarily good. So center is definitely something that's going to uh, – really dictate how this offensive line kind of gels together. I mean, there's a lot of youth on the offensive line. There's some veterans that we're not 100% sure what we're going to get from these kind of veterans. So there's a lot of uh, question marks around there. But having Mark Colombo come in from Dallas, that's that's a huge addition to this offensive line. Nick, let's talk about wide receiver. You know, this morning in our in our uh, daily morning, you know, link dumps, there's a, a, a post that's referenced with, uh, with Amani Toomer, you know, basically sort of, uh, I don't want to use the word ripping the Giants wide receivers, but he said that the position is lacking. And I look at it, you know, you have Darius Slayton, you have Golden Tate, you have Sterling Shepard, and you have to really have questions about all of them. I mean, Slayton, you know, had the one good rookie season. We don't know if he can repeat it. I mean, I think he can. I think he will. I think he'll continue to get better. Sterling Shepard's a talented player, you know, but I keep shaking my head and I hate to go back to this because I always, when I think about Sterling Shepard, we think about the concussions, we think about the injury Mm -hmm. history. I keep going back to the fact that the Giants could have drafted Michael Thomas, you know, and, 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 and it just, it just kills me that the Giants could have drafted Michael Thomas if they were going to draft a wide receiver And, and, and you have Golden Tate. But you really don't know what you have behind any of them. And I look at the wide receiver market, and there just isn't a whole lot there at this point. My guess is the Giants are going to go through training camp, whatever training camp looks like. Take a look at a lot of these young guys like Corey Coleman, David Sills, uh, you know, the, some of the undrafted guys that they brought in, Austin Mack, you know, whoever because I know there's I know there's two or three, you know, undrafted guys that they brought in. Uh Derek Dillon, I think, from LSU is another one. See what they have. My guess would be though that if they're gonna go get a veteran, they'll get one at the end of, of training camp. Is there anybody out there? I guess it's a twofold question. Among all of these young guys, you know, is there one that you really, really like who's currently on the roster? And two, you know, is there anybody on the free agent market who you would say could come in and actually help this team right now? 
Okay, first, let's go into the the undrafted players that they brought in. So Derek Dillon from LSU, he is an electric type of player who is best known for that, what was it, a 49-yard touchdown catch, I want to say, against Auburn at a pivotal spot of LSU's season this past year. Problem with Dillon was he wasn't all that productive. He was kind of stuck, buried in the depth chart behind Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and Terrence Marshall. But Derek Dillon is still... He's he's raw, but he has that electric, I guess you could say, trump card that a lot of other players on this team or playmaking players don't necessarily have. He is one of those players who can kind of catch the ball and take it to the house. You like to see that. Benjamin Victor, incredibly long player, but is he going to be able to feed off press? He's he's built in a in a unique way, I'll say. Not exactly a burner, but those, I love his catch radius. But again, he's going to need some development because he is pretty thin. So he's somebody that could crack the roster, but I think it's a little bit of an uphill climb. And then you have Austin Mack, who's a little bit more well-rounded. He's a solid route runner, really good hands, strong at the catch point. I think he's somebody who could uh, make this roster. But again, he has a similar body type. He's only about 6'1", so he's not really, really big. And we talk about uh, we talk about Jason Garrett's offense and how he always kind of had that like, bigger, you know, six foot three X type receiver. If you go back, you have Des Bryant, you know, there's Miles Austin. You can go back, you can look at some of the receivers that he's had at that X position. The Giants don't necessarily have that. I think Darius Slayton can be that player, although he's only about, you know, a little bit over six foot. He's almost six one. I think he can be that player, but Daniel Jones doesn't have that big body outside of Evan Ingram that he could just throw it up to on the boundary, jump up and make that kind of catch. And then when you look over some of these, some of these free agents, there's some guys who are bigger guys like Chris Hogan, who's a little bit of a bigger guy, Jermaine curse, but they're long in the tooth. Like I said before, a lot of the, some of these guys are just, you know, getting old Demarius Thomas getting older. So there's not that many names out there at this wide receiver spot that really kind of just jump off and be like, hmm, why is that guy not signed right now? I think once injuries hit and once some of these teams go through training camp, once they have a little bit more clarity on what's going on with the 2020 season, some of the, these guys might start to uh, get signed. You know, Guys like Taylor Gabriel, smaller player, but still talented. He was just released from Chicago because he had a bigger contract, and they have Anthony Miller, who's ascending, so they found him expendable. I'm sure he'll find a home eventually, but... He's not necessarily someone that meshes with the New York Giants. You know, Tavon Austin was with Jason Garrett last year in Dallas. He's now on the free agent wire. I'm not sure if the Giants would want to go in that direction, even though they're looking for an electric playmaker. But the Giants just signed someone like Javon Leak out of Maryland, who's a running back, and Derek Dillon, who was an electric playmaker from LSU. So I'm not 100% sure on any of these names actually coming over to the Giants right now. None of them necessarily jump out at me. I think some of these undrafted rookies will get a legitimate shot to earn some playing time, especially if injuries hit for the New York Giants. So especially Austin Mack, Benjamin Victor, Derek Dillon. All right, Nick, let's take a short break for a word from our SB Nation sponsors. We come back and we will talk a little bit about uh, guys on the defensive side of the ball. All right, Giants fans, Ed Valentine back here on the Valentine's Views podcast, and we're talking with Big Blue View contributor Nick Filato about free agents who might still be available on the on the market who, who could help the, the New York Giants fill a couple of, of roster holes. So, Nick, let's talk about pass rush. And there's been so much talk all offseason about Jadavion Clowney, which I think has, you know, for a long while now, probably since uh, since 
Leonard Williams, you know, uh, was was given the franchise tag. Uh, really, once that happened, I thought any any talk about Clowney simply became unrealistic. Everson Griffin is out there, but I don't think Everson Griffin is coming to the New York Giants. I think that Griffin is going to look for a team that is much more of a playoff-ready, playoff-caliber team at this point, team with a better chance of, of reaching the playoffs. I really think that for the Giants, what it comes down to, if they're going to add anything to this pass rush, they used, you know, the rarely used unrestricted free agent tender on Marcus Golden. And in my view, I think it comes down to, you know, whether or not Golden finds a better offer or not. I think that's really the only chance that the Giants have of adding a a, a, a legitimate pass rusher at this point in time. Even with Marcus Golden on the roster, you're still, the Giants, that is, we're still looking for a lot of development from the younger guys like Lorenzo Carter and O'Shane Zimenez. And you're right about Golden, but I think, man, Clowney's such an interesting case. Like, everyone thought he'd practically reset the edge market, which is currently set by Khalil Mack of the Bears, which is just north of, I want to say, $23 million a year. And here we are, the first day of June, and Clowney is still unsigned. I mean, they're... There are just too many questions about, I guess, about Clowney's ability to like stay healthy, provide consistent pressure. I mean, is he productive? Yes, but not to the level of the hype he had kind of coming into that 2014 NFL draft. He's never had a double-digit sack season, but he's had two seasons with over nine sacks. NFL teams just really don't, I guess, want to give him that long-term contract and money that he's looking for this season. I guess they want more consistency. But, I mean, he's interesting as an edge player, man. I mean, he's a good run defender who is an incredible athlete, but he's just not overly nuanced with his pass-rushing plan. He wins because of burst, a combination of speed of power, which is good. But he isn't that most crafty pass rusher in terms of his pass rushing repertoire. So he'll probably have to settle for a one-year prove-it type of deal is what I'm imagining. I mean, he reportedly turned down fair deals from Seattle and now Cleveland. So I'm pretty interested to see where he ends up playing. But one veteran name that kind of just pops out a little bit has some experience with this coaching staff is Clay Matthews coming off of an eight sack season. He's not the Clay Matthews that he used to be, but uh, I mean, he would have to have a limited role, but he has some history with Patrick Graham when they were together in Green Bay. So I think that's a a name that is uh, interesting to say because he's no longer with the Rams. They parted ways with him. Interesting name. I hadn't really thought about Matthews all that much. The only other thing I'll say about Clowney is that I'm pretty sure that the the whole COVID-19 pandemic, the, the fact that offices are shut down, you can't bring a player in for a physical at this point. I'm sure that that is impacting Clowney's market as well with his with his injury history. I think it was a core muscle last year. The fact that teams can't bring him in and have their own doctors you know, get their hands on him and look at him, you know, and and uh, and examine him themselves. I'm sure that that is giving a lot of teams pause. Uh, most certainly. I mean, it's similar with Cam Newton and some of the other bigger name free agents that have had some medical issues in the past. It's just you can't get your hands on these guys and really evaluate them. It's going to be hard to contracts out because you're talking about a lot of money that is going to be thrown around and you really need to be certain on what you're investing in, especially from a medical standpoint. All right, Nick, one more position to talk about, and that obviously is the, the the cornerback position at this point. And obviously things are complicated because of the, the DeAndre Baker legal situation. We don't know what's going to happen with Baker. 
We don't know what's going to happen with his court case. Regardless of what happens with his court case, he could still face you know, some, some disciplinary action from the NFL. Spoke to the athletic legal analyst Daniel Wallach recently about Baker and had him on, on the podcast. And, and Wallach, you know, brought, brought up the point that, listen, regardless of, of what happens with Baker, even if he's found not guilty, even if charges are dropped, the NFL has enough of what you would call credible evidence to suspend Baker, you know, for a period of time, if that's what they choose to do. So regardless of what happens, there's a, there, there would seem to be a pretty good chance at this point that DeAndre Baker will not be available to play for the Giants at the beginning, at at least the beginning of the 2020 season. And that leads me to a couple of cornerbacks who I thought way back when free agency began might be fits for the New York Giants who are still on the market. And we're talking about Logan Ryan and Darquez Denard, both veteran guys who maybe are on the other side of their primes but are both quality you have been quality slot cornerbacks throughout their careers. You know, slot being a position where yes, the Giants drafted Darnay Holmes, but I, I I still look at both of those guys and I think that that they could help at the position, you know, in the slot and, and as veteran leaders in the secondary. Thoughts on, on those two guys or anyone else that might help? I really like the call of Ryan and Denard. I mean, Ryan may be a bit out of the Giants' price range, but, I mean, he was a very solid player for Mike Vrabel's defense in 2018. Last year, he had five picks and 12 pass breakups, too, which is nice, but he also gave up seven (coughs) touchdowns and surrendered over 1,000 yards receiving, according to Pro Football Focus, that is. I mean, I still think the 29-year-old has juice left in the tank, and he'd be a welcome addition to me, but I think he— Probably looking for a little bit bigger payday than what Gettleman's willing to provide. But Denard, however, was signed by the Jaguars upon free agency this year. But the offer was rescinded because the two sides couldn't agree on the exact terms of the base deal, which I want to say was three years and about just north of $13 million. I don't believe it was 14 though. But look, man, Denard was a former first-round pick out of Michigan State who quietly played well in the slot for Bengals last year. And he doesn't have that much ball production, only three interceptions in six seasons, but he's solid in coverage and he's good in run support. He just really needs to stay on the field. So I, I really like that Denard call. He's somebody that I would definitely welcome. Again, not a boundary corner. He has experience there, but he really thrived in the slot. And the Giants might be, you know, with the uncertainty of DeAndre Baker, might be looking for somebody who – has a lot of boundary experience and can play kind of on the sideline, on the outside, on those X-type receivers. Another corner that I am interested in bringing back into the fold of the New York Giants is Ross Cockrell, who struggled last year with the Panthers, but he was relatively solid with the Giants in the turbulent 2017 season. And Cockrell's ability to play both slot and boundary makes him appealing to me, and he'll be signed on the cheap cheap, which really interests me. So I think he's a name that I can also throw out there as somebody who potentially, you know, would be a decent somebody that you can look into and be like, okay, we can bring him in cheap deal, no commitment. See if he can actually has anything left in his tank to compete for any kind of spot on this roster. Interesting name there because Cockrell is a guy who played 
pretty well for the Giants in his one season in New York, and who I was a little bit surprised that uh, that they really didn't make much of an effort to bring back uh, to begin with. Ah, I like I like I like the call of uh, Ross Cockrell again. It's going to be inexpensive. I'm looking at some other names just going over. You got guys like Drake Kirkpatrick who's 30, Tremaine Johnson who's 30, there Morris Claiborne who's 30. They're all guys who are available but all have kind of taken a step back in the last places they played, especially Tremaine Johnson who our New York Jet fan friends can tell you signed a big deal with them and just did not live up to the hype. So there's guys who are bigger names, guys who have had bigger contracts given to them who are available, but and we know the Giants are putting a huge precedent on the secondary and these defensive backs. So you can bring these guys in, but it's going to be on the cheap. It's going to have to be on the cheap. And a guy like Logan Ryan, I don't think is going to come in on the cheap. He's looking for, I think, north of $10 million a year. And he might get it eventually because of his pedigree, what he brings to a defense, especially if a team, say like the 2019 New York Giants, where they have such a liability in the slot and this team can compete to possibly win. Someone like Logan Ryan really makes sense for a team like that. All right, Nick, I think that uh, we've pretty much covered most of the real possibilities at this point. Uh, let's just hope that, that we have football, that we have training camp sooner rather than later. And, uh, you know, thank you very, very much for, for spending some time with me today. Really appreciate the insight and we need to have you on a little bit more often. That'd be a lot of fun, Ed. Thank you. I'm really happy that you had me on. It was a lot of fun to just talk some shop about the New York football giants. And uh, hey, you know, just uh, while I've got you, you know, g- good job with the good job with the movie piece the other day. That was a that was a, a good bit of fun, a little different for Big Blue View. Good bit of fun. I think people enjoyed that. It was it was a lot of fun, and you know what? I was reading through the comments, and someone acknowledged how the the brilliance of having Mel Blanc as Bob Papa, and I, I was just happy about that. Because Mel Blanc, man, goes back. He was Bugs Bunny, Porky the Pig. I mean, he's one of the best uh, vocalists and radio uh, people personalities of all time, and I'm glad somebody acknowledged that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's good to talk about something a little different, a little bit a little bit lighthearted these days. Anyway, Nick, thank you very 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 much for joining us. Giants fans, thank you as always for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.